guest is, it's your favorite show, Sports Unfolded, with your favorite host, Eric and Ron. Hey, welcome to Sports Unfolded, Season 3, Episode 36, Bossa Nova, if you remember that classic song by Lavert Casanova, little spin on the word there, love it. I am your host, Eric, and that is my main man right over there, Ron, how are you? I'm doing okay, and it's nice to see people have already joined us, that's awesome. So, that is phenomenal. You know, they haven't commented yet, but there's already a few viewers waiting for us anticipating all of the great sports talk that we are going to put on tonight so much to cover if you're joining us tonight live please chime in uh we'd love to see the comments we will comment on any topics that you want to when it comes to the sports my man james on already tonight love it james a lot going on in the sports world nfl kickoff last night ron I mean, we've got some basketball, some hockey. We've got a lot to talk about tonight. So are you ready? Is that the oh, question? That, that's, that goes without saying. Without saying? How about those Lions, though, right? Yeah. Your boy called it. You did call yeah. it. You and Kenny. You and Kenny last week both called that. Yeah, they had to and call something, I guess. Wow. Wow. And he's attacking everybody now. Here yeah. we go. It's what I do. The big dog's in the house as well. Big dog in the house. We are ready to go. We are going to start off with our leadoff story tonight, gentlemen. And that is the Cincinnati Bengals. They have inked Joe Burrow to the richest deal in NFL history. This is a good move for the team, Ron. Oh, absolutely. I mean, he's one of the best quarterbacks in the league. And so whenever you have one of the best quarterbacks in the league, as long as you have said player, you have a chance to win a Super Bowl. Five years, $275 million, $219 million guaranteed. His annual salary will be $55 million a year, making him obviously the highest paid player in the league. Here's where I have a problem with it, Ron. Eventually, you start to diminish some of the talent that is around you. And we saw that last night in Kansas City. So to me, paying him the highest paid contract, doesn't benefit you when it comes down to there's still guys on that team that they're going to need to sign. Oh, now, ma- oh mainly now, the, you Jamar said Chase. Good thing signing him, yes, but there's always a cost, right? This is what you're saying. This is the things that Brady did that no one's really ever done. You know, you don't see anybody taking less so that way they can make the team better because everybody just wants their money. Yeah. But it, it, it's ruining the league. I think it it's is. it's making teams basically have the opportunity to have a guy for a couple of years. And then, again, like a Jamar Chase now, probably will sign with a team that has a rookie quarterback because it's a rookie deal where they right. the team can afford to pay him $30 million plus a year. Yeah. Because they're not going to be able to do it in Cincinnati. Right. And when you look at all of this, I mean, like I put a lot of the blame really squarely on Cleveland. For the Watson signing, right? 
because what you just dictated was, well, the quarterback has to be the most highest paid player in the league. And now every time somebody's got a new contract up, that's what's happening. And it's happening with receivers. It's happening with defensive players. It's happening with the quarterbacks. And it's, and it's really, it's really killing the chance of dynasties. Yeah, without a doubt. I, I, dynasties are done. It's yeah. over now. You're not going to see it unless you get a kid that comes right. Even, again, last night, Patrick Mahomes, everybody was talking, okay, the, the Chiefs will be the next dynasty. Again, one, two key injuries. Well, we saw what happened, right? Yeah. Uh, listen, you get a key injury, you get a guy out. Uh, next thing, it changes the whole, you know, landscape of the team and, and you're looking at a whole different team but ron it, i would ask you this question if you were the highest paid player in the league would you expect to be the highest paid player for more than a month or two months because it seems like these contracts so justin herbert just signed his deal yeah which had made him the highest paid and now he's right. the second highest paid player in the league lamar jackson signed a few months ago now he's not he's the third highest paid these guys are made Justin Herbert, $52.5 million a year now. Lamar Jackson, 52. Jalen Hurts, 51. Aaron Rodgers, 50.2. Russell Wilson, 48.5. Kyla Murray, 46.1. Your guy. And Deshaun Watson, 46. So all this Deshaun Watson, if you look at it now, he's like the seventh highest paid player in the league. Right. It's insane. And, you know, I, is that even warranted? You know what I'm saying? Like, when you look at these these pay scales, it's like, how do you even justify most of it, right? But this is where we, we argue a lot about the Daniel Jones thing. Yeah. And Daniel Jones at $40 million is a bargain for a quarterback now. Mac uh, Jones. I don't know about that. Let's, let's let the Giants play first. But what I'm saying to you is, if you think about it, if New England decides to go forward with Mac Jones, it's looking, it'll be about a $40 million a year contract. That's insanity to think about because that's like your middle of the ground quarterback. Yeah. That's insane because you have 55 million now is your highest paid. It's it's just it's changing that dynamic to even if you have a, a medium, a middle of the ground quarterback, you're gonna have to pay him between 35 to 40 million dollars a year. Yeah, and you're gonna start start seeing a lot of teams abandon players faster, right? And you know, because you're gonna you're gonna draft a quarterback. Say say you're a scrub team. You know, we'll just pick on Houston for instance, uh, and you go and draft a quarterback, and say he doesn't pan out. You're not gonna you're not gonna wait on another one. You know, two years down the road, um, you're just gonna keep drafting them and keep drafting them, and you're gonna have to keep replacing them every every at the end of each contract yeah so you hope uh, you hit, hit you're on pricing it. yourself out of it and that's what's happening there they're really pricing themselves out of the market in their own game yeah, and the scary part is again the, the cap goes up next year uh next year and the year after so i think it's like another 75 million towards the cap what are these guys going to be making a hundred million dollars yeah. because they're going to be a point where it's a hundred million dollars yeah, it's not a competitive league anymore, though. It, it, it's it's I, I you still got those top teams that you still look at because they find ways to hide money 
And then basically what happens is a few years down the road, they just fall apart. Tampa Bay's a good example of that. They spent heavy to make sure they won that one championship. Right. And they had a lot of, a lot of contracts basically kicked down the road, you know, a, a few years just so they can benefit from, you know, the Tom Brady end of his career. And yes, they did win a Super Bowl out of it, but now the repercussions are the team is completely collapsing. You know, I mean, they may have a decent year this year. Who knows? I mean, for all we know, their eight and nine season that I predicted to to uh, win the division might turn out to be, you know, two wins because they're going to be that close of games because they're so bad. They're not going to blow anybody out. Yeah. Second highest guaranteed money ever. Joe Burrow, $219.01 million. Obviously yeah. followed, uh, you know, he's behind Deshaun Watson's $230 million guaranteed by the Browns a couple of years ago. So we'll see how this all pans out. I just feel like it's, it's winner. Like we predicted them to win it all. And they need to do it this year because they got to pay Jamar Chase, and I'm not sure they can keep him on the team, right? For the amount of money he's going right. to, and, and you're gonna, you more, the more, the more we move on with these contracts, uh, the more important scouting is. If you don't have the best scouts, you're not going to be able to get the best talent. Yeah, your bench is key. Your bench is crucial now. Yeah, these guys. So we're going to bring up great discussion here, gentlemen. Thanks for chiming in. As well, uh, we're going to talk some more contracts with Nick Bosa now being the highest paid defensive player in the league at uh, 34 million per season, five years, 170 million dollars, 122.5 million. Wait, I think he's saying in that picture, I got a safe that's this big, yeah, that's filled with thousand dollar bills, money upon money upon money. But does this now make the San Francisco uh, Giants? We're in baseball. I'm in baseball mode. The San Francisco 49ers, the favorites now in the NFC. Um, well, I, I don't know about that uh, because they still have that huge question mark over the quarterback position. Um, but that, you know, solidifies my expectations of this team, right? So, I mean, I put him in the top three, you know, with Philadelphia and Dallas. Yeah. Although we know what happens with Dallas in the playoffs, but. Yeah. But I, again, it can San Francisco. If you look at Philadelphia's talent, is Nick Bosa enough to make up for that quarterback position? I don't think so either, Ron. I think that no. you're going to have the highest paid defensive player in the league. He's going to create havoc. 18 and a half sacks last year, 51 tackles, two forced fumbles. Yep. The man can do a lot for you, but he can't throw the football. No. And I think ultimately that's what's going to set the 49ers back is they're going to end up at some point probably having Sam Donnell as your starting quarterback. And we've seen that movie before, and it didn't end well. No, I mean, they're hoping Purdy turns out to be the guy that he was, you know, in that in that run last year, but you know, again, he couldn't finish it out. And look, I mean, with injuries, yeah, it's okay. It's his, his first injury, blah, 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 but it is his first real season. Right. Yeah. He only played eight games. Right. 
So when you are not proven to play every game every year, we're just going to assume you're not going to be able to finish at this point because once the injuries come, they keep coming. And remember, and when he got injured, I am not high on Miami either. Yeah. Purdy, what they thought it was going to be a Tommy John situation where he was going right. to need surgery. He never got the surgery. No. Which means there's a possibility, again, if that arm gets hit the right way, that yep. thing does finally pop. Yep. So it's going to be funny to see if this all backfires on the San Francisco 49ers with the Trey Lance thing and, and, and kind of how they went about it. But, again, Nick Bosa, Bosa Nova, if you didn't figure that out by now, there it is, Bosa Nova. But he's been in our thoughts and for the last couple of weeks, and now we get to see him on the football field. I mean, yeah. how impactful will he be at the beginning? Who knows? Again, is he in shape? You know, he's not in football shape, I'm sure. So we'll see. We'll see. But we'll $122 million. Aaron Donald now the second highest paid at 31.7. Oh, boy. So – We'll have Wait, to see who the next there another guy one. that's on the horizon, too? Um, Chris Jones is still looking now. He was waiting for the Nick Bosa deal. Yep. And I'm sure now he's going to be asking for $35 million plus a year. It's, what, it's, it's just it's out of control. It's out of it control. Is. It is. And watch. You're going to see it at home. You're gonna, it's going gonna, it's gonna to affect you. And, and I'm telling you, next year, be prepared to be paying for every game. YouTube's going up. Yeah, I'm sure. Right. NFL's gonna make its money somewhere. Yep. It's gonna it's gonna hit your wallets. After last night, I think Jones has has the upper hand. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. And I don't know, James, you're a Dallas Cowboy fan. Back in the day with Emmett Smith, he held out one year back when they were the you know, the champs. Like he held out. It was two when weeks. Good. Yeah. <laughs> And it was two weeks he held out, and they they did not perform very well. Next thing you know, third week, he was signed. They did not mess around because they knew that that window's close. It can close quickly, man. And it, it, Jones sitting in the stands last night, that's a little bit of a, a you know ballsy move. That, to me, was him sitting there just kind of like, all right, yeah, I'm here. All right. All you guys got to do is sign me. So you don't think those fans are looking at it that way? Let's talk about those Kansas City Chiefs, Ron. They lost last night to the Detroit Lions. Yeah. Do you think they're in trouble? Is this is this starting to look like this could be a problem for the for the Chiefs? After what I saw last night, I think they are. Because it wasn't just it wasn't just, you know, that they got outplayed or anything like that. Their receivers can't catch. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they just flat out can't catch. And, you know, it's like a disease. When you start dropping balls, then it just becomes a mental thing, right? So you're going to be thinking about that every time the ball gets thrown to you. And you're going to drop your share. And uh, <clears throat> that looked that looked pretty ugly. And you saw it on Mahomes' face. Yeah, well, especially they, when that was that big play where he was by himself, and it would have been big yardage. They probably would have been able to kick the field goal and win the game if they didn't score a touchdown, which he might have scored. Think of the lack of talent that they have now, right? Kelsey yeah. being out and injured, 
That makes a big difference. If you look at it, Ron, though, that list of quarterbacks that I I named off earlier, he's not even on that list. And you see that they can't get enough talent around him. That's sometimes what what we're talking about with these high-priced quarterbacks. It's going to affect them. So, Ron, I am going to little exercise here for you. You ready? There you go. Uh, he's out of sh- he's out of breath already. All right, show's over. Uh, so I am going to name the some of the receivers that got a catch last night. You stop and tell me when you know one of them. All right, stop. Justin Justin Watson. Well, do I know him? Know him or like I'm like, yeah. Do you know him? I've heard of him. Okay, Noah Gray. Yeah, no. Rasheed Rice. Okay, was it? Isn't he like the the kid that they just got? It was a wide receiver. Yes, he, yeah. they drafted, but Blake Bell. Oh my God. Richie it James. Ring one. <laughs> Richie James. Oh come on! Not and Rick James, but not Richie. Rick, not Rick James, and Justin Ross. Oh my God. And, and that might not, be worse than the, that's worse than the Patriots. But this is my point of like. Like, they are in trouble. And yeah. the guys they did count on dropped the ball consistently. Right. Tony. Yeah. Oh, my God. He was awful. It's, awful. So you sit back. You look at it. Kelsey, who knows with this injury? Of course, he was my number one draft pick in fantasy football. And that started my season off great. But I will say. Yeah, I don't even remember. Yeah. I, but how important now is Chris Jones to sign with these the, with the Chiefs? They need him. Well, they have to. They have to have a good defense now <laughs> because they, they can't generate, you know, first downs because they just they just keep dropping the ball. I don't know how many they had last night, but Tony had three. It, it was ugly. Yeah. And one and within two minutes. Uh that could have possibly won the game for him. Uh what about this run? They're leading Russia last night. Pacheco? Now it was it was Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. So not only does he have to try to throw everything, he he's going to have to try run. to run all the time. They are going to get this man killed as well, because again, if they don't come up with some James, right, guys off the street, they need to figure out if they can make a trade, if they can find somebody. Because to me, this isn't <laughs> going to work for them. Maybe the Patriots can trade Juju to him. Back, back to him now. Juju's Oz now, baby. Live it up. Enjoy life. We got Juju. Ah, oh, can't wait till Sunday. So, Ron, on obviously there's more games th- this weekend and Monday night. What are yeah. some of your games of interest for week one? What are you what are you looking at? What are you gonna be watching? There's so many of them, right? I got four. I got four. It's the, it's the first week. Yeah. It's the but. first week, so everybody's good right now. Everybody's sitting in first place. That is is an interesting way to look at it. Everybody's good. Everybody's average right now, right? You know, everybody's sitting in first place, Eric. Yes. You know, even teams like, I don't know, say Carolina and Atlanta. First place. First place. Tied for first. Zero and zero. Yeah. And they play. That's a game of interest because you want to see how bad they are. I don't think I've ever seen this side of you, Ron. And, right? and I, it's all and happy, I, right? Yeah, right. Like it's just Captain Positive and, you know, rainbows, unicorns, kittens right now. Like it's just all in the aura. Yeah. 
Well, you know okay, it's not going to last, right? Yeah, I was going to say, you feeling all right? Yeah, well, <laughs> I mean, I start out with the Carolina-Atlanta game because, like I said, Eric, I want us to find out who really is the crap of the league. You know, not the not the now here we go back to the negative. Now yeah. who's who's pretty good? Now who's you know, the I mean league? one thing we one thing we know these teams aren't good. That is a fact. But one of them is gonna be really bad. <laughs> really bad. And oh. my guess is gonna be Atlanta. Okay. Okay. Desmond Ritter doesn't do it for you. No. Okay. No, not really. All right. Um, when I looked at their roster, it was like, okay, there's pits. And then I thought, wow, this team really is the pits. Oh, you know, and <laughs> no, it's bad. So, I mean, enjoy first place while it lasts. So the game you're going to enjoy is the game where the both teams are so bad that you get to see who's worse. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. All right. All right. That's your first one. Yeah, that was my first one. All right. I had um and a lot of intrigue here. 49ers at the Steelers. Again, is Brock Purdy for real? A lot of talk about Kenny Pickett and how quickly he's grasped. He's got really good wide receivers against that really good defense. And again, this is like upset alert because most people are picking San Francisco. And I think uh, you know what I mean? The Steelers could walk away from this with a victory at home. I mean, yeah, I mean, they could. I mean, like, I'm really high on on the Pittsburgh Steelers this year, and I actually have them winning this game. Yeah, so, You know, James, James, don't turn into a Ron. Here he goes. You see, this is why we can't have people chiming in because they turn into you, Ron. Let's see if they can even hang for two quarters. I mean... The Pats can hang. I think they might win nine games. Look at him. Then he spins it in pot. It's like a Sour Patch Kid, the commercial. Yeah. First he's sour, now he's sweet. Good job, James. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I, I, I did. James, I know you watched, but I think you cut out because I think you fell asleep. But you didn't see, you know, that I had uh, the, the Pats in the playoffs. So... So you heard it here. NFL preview show. Check it out. Yeah, you don't want to miss that one. That was a great show. Great show with the big dog. What else do you got? Games of interest. Um, Yeah, so after the Pittsburgh Steelers beat San Francisco, um, (laughs) you know, I thought of another dirtbag team. (laughs) Okay. Now, I don't want you to – I don't want to rub people the wrong way. Okay. But – a game of interest is Cincinnati and Cleveland with Watson, you know, trying to lead the way for Cleveland. Um, let's see if he can stay out of trouble. You know, so I figured I figured I'd I'd put my two cents in with the, the Cincinnati Bengals and, and Cleveland because that's a game of interest. You know, I mean, yeah, and again, Joe Burrow, is he healthy enough? Right. To, right. To, to, you know what I mean? Right, and I think you know, I think it's not going to be close, and I think Cincinnati's going to blow the doors off of them. But you know, I mean, anything could happen. Yeah, you know, maybe maybe Washington can you know massage the defense a little. Oh, you know, you can't use my line. Find some space in there. <laughs> yes, 
I will say this, Ron, my second game of interest is similar to your thought process when it comes to who's going to maybe take a step forward or a step back. And that's the Dolphins at the Chargers. Mm, yeah. We're very high on the Dolphins and the Chargers. But if one of them loses week one, does it start to spiral them in a different direction? Or does it catapult them if they win into another direction? And I, I want to see, because again, now Herbert's getting the big money. Can Tua stay healthy? Miami's running back situation. Will they maybe make a move that, you know, we've been talking about with Taylor from Indianapolis if they lose this game? So I think there's a lot of intrigue in that. James I, got Cleveland yeah, upset. Definitely. Um, the thing you have to worry about, though, is is Tua, right? Yeah. I mean, can can the Chargers generate some pass rush, pass rush um, that gets in on him and – and they got the horses, get, right? They got hurt. Mac, they got Bosa. You know, so, does he get hurt? And that's what I'm curious on. Like, and right now the charges honest, are healthy. You know, to, honest, to be honest, Eric, I, I really think two is always one hit away from another concussion. Yeah, I, I agree with you. It's you, you know what you, I'm you saying? Know the because history, now, yeah. once you've had one or two or three, and I know he's had more than one. Yeah, he's I, I think that's, you know, and this is why I said that Patrice Bergeron retired because of that. Yeah, I could see it. I could see it. What else you got? I got two more. Yeah, well, yours have all been mine too. But um, I decided, you know, I want to see that Dallas Giants game. That's what my third one was. But, again, I'm, I'm doing a run here. You know why, though? I want to see which fans jump off the cliff first. Because if the Cowboys lose, it's all hell breaks loose because that's it, uh, right? You, you know you're going to hear about it. If the Giants, who, who a lot of these fans now are, are so hyped up because of what happened last year, they if they don't look good, now all of a sudden it's like, here we go again, right? right? Doom and gloom. This one to me is that doom and gloom. Who's okay. going to be the one that, that falls first? Right, and and you are absolutely right on this. And to make matters worse, um, you know, Dallas is either going to blow them out and it's not going to be close, and then the Giants fans are just going to lose it. Or the Giants are going to win a close one and it's going to be because of some stupid call that – a stupid play call, I should say – that Mike blows McCarthy, the game. Mike McCarthy now gets put on the spotlight. Yeah. And I would not be surprised, you know, if 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 that happens and then Jerry Jones. Yeah, fires him week one. How great would that be? Just, just, the, <laughs> I'm telling you, me. doom and gloom game. Doom and gloom game. Right. My last one, my last one. It could one, be doom and doom. Yeah, it could be. <laughs> my last one. Bills at Jets. Mm. And the, the reason why, is the hype real? Right. Like, now here we go. Okay? Yep. Now you put it on the field, the product on the field for four quarters. Yeah. Are you for real, Jets? And if they lose this game, how quickly I want to see that New York media change. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, when it really comes down to it, the Jets are the Jets. The you Jets expect something to go wrong. And most likely will. 
Look, yeah. the Jets are not winning the Super Bowl this year. I don't think they're good enough. And frankly, I don't think Aaron Rodgers is good enough. I think it could be on the decline. I don't think he's Tom Brady. I don't. I don't think you're going to see him till 45. No. All right. You got any other games before we move on to our starting five? Uh, of course I do. Of course I do. There, There is, you know, that that one down there in Seattle, out there in uh, Coffee Land. Uh, the Rams in Seattle, look, Seattle was right there on the doorstep last year, right? Geno's, Geno Smith, yeah. you know, had a had a a miraculous year. Can he be that guy again? Is the question. You have talent there. You have a great receiver, you know, and a, a great number two. Now you're facing, you know, a, a Super Bowl team from two years ago. Who had a miserable year with yeah, injuries no, no, no and all Cooper kinds Cup of things that went wrong? Already, Cooper Cup's not playing. Right. So right. that changes them immensely. Right. And this is what I was saying in the preview show. Without Cooper Cup, they're going nowhere. They're going nowhere. And this is the chance that Seattle needs, right? To open up that season. Because if they lose, then it could be stumbling and you know all through the season. Yeah, you don't want to be chasing San Francisco. No, you don't. Right? If you got a chance to put the Rams down while they kick them all the down, yeah. do it. Because Absolutely. if you lose this game, again, Absolutely. not chasing San Francisco for and, that. And that's why I, that's why this one's intriguing to me because yeah, I can see that during the preview show I said, well, if Rams can't do it, it'll be Seattle flip flopped with them, yeah. and that's what I'm I, I'm still staying with yeah. that. You know, and Cooper Cup is the driving force behind this, and he's already going to be out for this yeah. one. So I'm looking for Seattle to win this game and take control. Awesome. Good stuff. Good stuff. You ready for the starting five? Oh, yes. All right. We got a little picture for it, too, with the sound now. We're, we're trying to sports unfold, continue to grow. Uh, starting five, my friend. And tonight's starting five will be the NBA's top five centers. Your top five starting centers. I am first this week. James, if you are chiming in uh, as well, you can go through as we go through uh, and let us know your five through one. Uh, A couple of honorable mentions for me. And I'm kind of crazy that I I was like, I was unreal. But David Robinson didn't make my, my five. Moses Malone. And Patrick Ewan, those three guys did not make my starting five. Yeah, my honorable mentions also David Robinson. He was he was my number six. Yeah, uh, yep. And Moses Malone was my number seven. Yeah. And I had also Ewing and um, <laughs> James did NFL. James did NFL centers. <laughs> well, give us your starting five NFL centers when we go through James. I love it. Yeah, so I had Bob McAdoo as well. Oh, yeah, McAdoo, yeah. Kenny, so, Kenny, I know you're a basketball guy. J- chime in with your starting five as we go through. I uh, All right, so we'll start off my number five. 
Shaquille O'Neal at five, 23.7 points per game, 10.9 rebounds, a 14-time All-NBA, three-time All-Defensive, a two-time scoring champ, one-time MVP, four-time champion. But the other guys ahead of him, I, I just – I was like – I was blown away. But I will uh, – Shaquille O'Neal, my number five. Well, I'm going to blow you away right now. Um, my number five was Bill Russell. And I remember not wow. too long ago – I remember not too long ago I had him on my Mount Rushmore. It's okay. I don't right. care. The fans are sucking. Look, I had him on my Mount Rushmore, you know. And then when I when I started doing the numbers, you know, I'm looking at it, and the only thing he led in out of all these centers was the championships. Mm-hmm. And you know, I put that on the high priority. Yes, right? that's why I'm surprised you put him at five. But okay. Yeah, but the problem was. His points per game was only 15.1. Everybody that I did was over 20, mm-hmm. except for him. His field goal percentage was the lowest. And that also kind of, you know, it's like he, back then you should have dominated even more than that. Kenny may have passed out and may not be on. <laughs> <laughs> Bill Russell well, at number five, Kenny. Look, I, I, I looked at this. He didn't, you know, he didn't. He didn't win Rookie of the Year. He didn't win Rookie of the Year, okay. and frankly, that was that was a problem for me too. Okay. And I know he had five MVPs and the eleven championships. What are you guys but, doing? Don't look at me, Kenny. Him. He's starting five, not my starting five. All, all defensive. He was only one time all defensive. One time. You know, to, to me, like it just wasn't enough. He never led the league in in scoring. Uh, you know, it's just a lot of these little things. And frankly, he wasn't an MVP. He wasn't the finals MVP ever. Okay. So I have five, Shaq, five. Bell Russell. I think we know who's going to win this starting five tonight. Uh, all right. At four. At four, Ron. Hakeem Olajuwon. The dream. And I think I read a stat. Like, he was the only player to ever win, like, the MVP, the finals MVP, and defensive player of the year in the same year. Like, he just dominated. Uh, 12-time All-NBA, 9-time All-Defensive. He did win an MVP. A three-time block champ. Three-time rebounding champ two-time right. NBA champ. I mean, the man not only offensively could do it, but defensively as well. Yeah. No, you're right. And that's why I had him at number four as well. You know, those – look, those those nine all defensive – let's put that into perspective against Bill Russell, who didn't have any. You know, he had <laughs> one year where he's all defensive. Right, one eye. Only one. He had nine. He dominated on defense, and a big man should be able to do both, in my book. Yeah. Look, I love Bill Russell. You know this, but when I looked at these, the, all the numbers across the board with the same position, 
you know, it just, he didn't compare to Hakeem Olajuwon. And, you know, not to mention Defensive Player of the Year twice. Twice. So Hakeem was number four for me. All right. At three, I had Bill Russell. And I will agree with you on the points. But then I also want to mention 22 and a half rebounds per game for his career. Yes. Which was the second best on this list. Right. Five MVPs and I don't know, eleven rings, which you can't fit on all your fingers. So I know you can't. I was gonna put that ahead you have of one on your baby toe. That's it. So I went with my man Bill Russell at three. Okay. And here's where these numbers blew my mind. This guy's numbers absolutely blew my mind, and I couldn't believe when I was looking at the numbers and how he matched up to, you know, all those centers that I did. I did a list of like 20 centers. And he led in field goal percentage. <coughs> he led in, you know, nothing else. But what he did do, 23.7 points, 10.9 boards, 52 from the free throw line, which is hideous, right? <laughs> but 15 All-Stars, 14 All-NBA, mm -hmm. which was second to Kareem. Two-time scoring leader, four-time NBA champ, which that's pretty damn good yeah. in the age that he played in, right? Uh, especially when you have to play against Jordan half your career um 11 wait where is it where is it um four time champ okay three time all defensive rookie of the year three finals mvp and mm -hmm. that is clutch right there when you talk about guys that show up for for yeah, a finals he's the guy right yeah yep and of course an mvp um and i push shaquille o'neal there okay i put three. Shaq, okay number three so, so far, we just flip-flop Bill Russell Shaq. Okay. Yeah. I think we're going to be the same on this list, but we I could think. be wrong. At two, I had to – man, most points per game of all the centers. Right, right. Most rebounds per game of all the centers. Will Chamberlain, 30.1 yeah. points per game, 22.9 rebounds, 4.4 assists, which led all the centers on, yeah. on this list. right. Like the man was just again a dominant force. the The issue becomes the two championships. I kind of put I knocked him back to two because of that. This man had won four or five. The way he dominated, I would have probably had him at number one, but I had to put him at number two. Wilt Chamberlain. Yeah, I did as well. And to me, number one and two were easy. Well, easy to put those two on the top. I yeah, say. yeah, yeah. You know, and then it was everybody. Then it was like a group of like five and then there was like everybody else. Yeah. And those don't matter. Yeah. Um, but Wilt, <laughs> Wilt led in points, rebounds and assists out of all the centers. He also led in scoring, like the scoring leaders. Yeah. Rebound. He led the league in rebounds 11 times. <laughs> That's that's crazy. It's, it's insane to think about, right? Just and, dominance. You know, it's like when you lead in five major categories, 
I mean, it's yeah. hard to and, put and, somebody and, else ahead, right? And I want to shut down all the people that are like, oh, they were playing plumbers and all these stupid th- comments that they made. It don't. If you dominate, you dominate. Yeah, I don't. It just shows you're such a a, a degree ahead of everybody else on right. that, that's ever playing. It has nothing to do with what the competition is. And, and let's face it, Wilt and Russell played in the same era. Yeah, and he still dominated. Right, he it's, dominated, even though Russell got all the championships. You know, but Wilt dominated. I mean, yeah. he was just that good. And when you look at that, those those players that did it, it was Wilt, Shaq. Hakeem, Russell, and then the guy that we're going to mention next. At number one. At number number one. one, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Exactly. 24.6 points per game, six-time MVP, six-time champion, 1,560 games, Ron. Yeah. I did want to give you a do you know. So we haven't done that in a while. Do you know which center has played the most games in NBA history? Kenny, if you're out there, you want to guess, or James, you want to guess as well. Was it George Mikan? No. It's going to blow your mind. We don't care about well, Bill Lambeer. We care about those other stats, LOL. <laughs> Bill Lambeer was not the answer as well. Anybody know? Grabbing about. Before I. Most games played in NBA history by a center. Who was it? Wait, Robert Parrish looked like he played forever. The Chief, baby, you got it. Robert Parrish, 1,611 games. Number two, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar at fifteen. Yeah, because I remember Robert Parrish in his later years. With, it with was like Bulls his face and, would never smile. He'd yeah. be a, I think the Bulls, he played for the Hornets. He played for a lot of different teams after. The Chief, man. The Chief. But that's our starting five. Not bad, yeah. not bad. I was a little surprised with the Will, uh, the the Bill Russell thing. Yeah, I, I looked at it and it's like, man, I love championships. You know, Golden I love State. He started with Golden State, right, Kenny? You yeah. know, and it's like when I when I started looking at it, it's like he's not a, he's not at the top of almost anything. Yeah, yeah. No, it's tough. I mean, he did big well in MVPs and but, frankly, and frankly, Shaq's obviously. numbers surprised me. Even though I thought he dominated whenever he was in the league, yeah. you know, and and the years that Shaq dominated, he dominated. Oh like, my god, was just, it was not there was nobody yeah, that could touch him. Yeah, yeah, so. no one. No, oh, great list. Uh, if anybody one. wants to suggest, I'm not. I don't know if I could do NFL centers. No, <laughs> no, no. Anybody no. have a? You got something, Ron, maybe for next week, starting five? Well, I, I think maybe we should do, you know, like, I don't know, something from a country. Okay. What you country? know, like, I don't know, like Canadian-born something. Canadian-born? You can't do hockey because that would be way too Right, that's an obvious thing. But how about, is there any How about Canadian French born? basketball players or France or... Italy, <laughs> out there from that we could think of. No, American-born hockey players. No. Um, How about uh, Dominican-born baseball players? The Dominicans dominate though, but we could do it. You want to do the best Dominican baseball player? Yeah, why not? All right, next week you're starting five best Dominican. Hey, where's, where's um? Uh, Julio Urias from 
<laughs> Australian football players. Hmm. Are there no, no, not Australian football. Australian-born American football players. That's what he. I think he's talking about. Is there? I don't even know if there's a lot of those. Do they? They had. Wasn't Izzo or something like that from Larry Izzo? Australia? I don't know. I don't know. All right, we'll try. We'll try the Dominican thing. See, we'll I'm right. Huh. All right. Huh. All right. Let's talk some NBA. Huh. The Los Angeles Lakers. They've signed Christian Wood. We're going to bring him up. Can he help this team, Ron? Can this be a difference maker for the Lakers? I don't even think he knows because he's like, what? How am I going to help? Yeah, he's like, I got to do all this now? I I love this move. I have to carry LeBron's bags? What? But I love it. I think this is a great move. He very quietly is not a bad player. No, and he's, he's got a he's, great – he's had a good career. He's 28 years old. He's 6'10". He's going to now play center, which moves Anthony Davis to power forward, which he's better equipped to do. It's a cheap deal. Two years, $5.7 million. If you look at his numbers last year, Ron, with the Dallas Mavericks, 16.6 points, 7.3 yeah. rebounds. He shot over 51% from the field, 37.6 from three-point range. The Lakers as a team shot 34%. Right. So if you're looking at it, he adds some outside shooting. He, he gives decreased minutes to Anthony Davis now because he can fill a role. I think this ultimately helps this Lakers team possibly get back to the NBA Finals. Well, I mean, I don't know about the Finals, but <laughs> but he's going to help the team for sure. I mean, when the guy has, has averaged 15 points a game, basically, you know, for his career, um, he's got to be doing something right. You know, and if you can get 15 points from this guy, uh, I think I think the Lakers would love that. You know, I mean, he's going to be he could be that third guy that they've been really dying for. Yeah. You know, and he's going to get some boards and he's going to he's going to eat up a lot of minutes. And uh, I think I think it's a good pickup. I don't know if it's going to put him, you know, in the finals or anything. He's grossly underpaid, which I think that's motivating him to to even perform higher. Listen, LeBron James still LeBron James. It, 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 we can sit back and say he's going to be forty years old soon, or you know what I mean. But the fact that he can still be able to distribute the ball, still score over twenty points a game, still like he's still a, a, a I just key hope factor. he doesn't trip over his walker. Oh boy. All right. We'll Even though that wasn't very good. Kenny was seems good. to like it. I like it. I think Anthony Davis is the biggest recipient of this. Robert Ori, like, I don't know about that. He didn't win any championships. Robert Ori at least won some championships, Kenny. Won some? Yeah. So what did he get? Six? Didn't he get six? Yeah, he seven? Was, everywhere seven. he went, they won. I think he got seven. He had he was like a good luck charm. Yeah. Everywhere he went, he won one. Yeah. Yeah, so listen, I, I mean, he's a good they needed player. to do something, the Lakers, and he's cheap. I think that's the biggest piece of this for me. How's this guy only two years, $5.7 This would have been a deal I'd love to see Boston have pulled off. Oh, my God. Like oh. That, that would have been a deal. For $5 million, you're telling me you couldn't sign this guy for $6 million in Boston. Right. And, and to think, I mean, you would have had Williams, Horford, you know, Porzingis and this guy? Oh, I'd take That's that all size. day. Size, they can all shoot. And size yeah. matters. 
That's what she. Oh, we can't. Come on, we're a family show, Ron. I didn't say anything. Yeah, you were thinking it. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, me neither. I don't know. And what, what did she say? Yeah, uh, yeah. You don't want to know. You know what she said? We're going to talk about Julio Reyes. Oh boy, this dirt bag of the week. Uh huh. We got. We got. We got, every so often. So I guess he got in a little scuffle with his uh his uh female partner. Somebody had called the police. Uh, he was arrested. You know, domestic dispute. How important is this loss now to the Dodgers and their ultimate championship run here? Uh, this is this puts a big, huge damper on it. I mean, when you look at this guy's numbers, last year alone, 17 and 7, 2.16. The year before, 20 and 3, 2.96. Yeah. I mean, those are incredible numbers, but something is wrong because this year, 11 and 8, 4.60, yeah. that is nothing like his, his stats for his whole career. Yeah. And there is definitely something wrong going on in this man's life. And, and he took it out on, on his, on yeah. his partner. Yeah. He's administrative leave 117 strikeouts and 117 innings this year. But their number two pitcher was Tony um, Goslin. He's out on a 60-day IL. So that their rotation right now, yeah. Lance Lynn, who's 10 and 11 with a 6.09 ERA, Bobby Miller, 9 and 3. Ryan Deport is uh, 2 and 0. He's I think he's played four games so far. Amel Sheeman, uh, 3 and 1. They their third best though, ERA with the bullpen at 3.74. But the team they're chasing, Atlanta, best batting average in the in the National League in all of baseball. Let me, I apologize. Two seventy five batting average, most home runs by a team at two seventy, and their bullpen is three five three, which leads Major League Baseball. Yeah. So right now they don't compare. Yeah, and this is they needed this guy to be in that rotation in the playoffs, because now you got Kershaw, who again we know. Any given moment, he's another guy that can and, be out. And this is the problem every year. The pitchers can't stay healthy on the Dodgers, and that is what ultimately seals their fate, right? I mean, this is this is what happens. And I, I look at that Atlanta team, and there are no holes. Acuna is playing like, like another world right yeah. now. Um, what is it, Olsen, whatever his name is? I mean, he's got 47 home runs. Yeah, that was Freddie Freeman's replacement. Yeah, it was like an upgrade, which is crazy to think about. Can you believe that one? Like, who would have thought that? Yeah, but but when you look at it, that lineup is so good when you put a, a, a you know above average uh hitter there who has power, their numbers are gonna go through the roof, and that's what happened. The Atlanta Dodgers, I mean Atlanta Dodgers, Atlanta Braves. <laughs> the both of them, both of them, so smart for what they did. They let Freddie yeah. Freeman go. Everybody questioned it, and look what happened. Yeah. Now listen, I I think that the Dodgers now are in in a deep situation that they may not be able to dodge the bullet. Yeah, they they <laughs> they, <laughs> they they may 
be knocked out in the first round. Oh, uh, just like, oh, no. Nope, not going to do it. I knew what you were going with that. We're not doing that, Ron. We're not doing it. Hey, Ron, our new favorite segment is it's time for the split decision. For the winner by split decision. So this segment, basically, we go more likely – so, and we've got to decide. We've got to make a decision on what's more likely. I am first this week. I will start us off. Ron, my first split decision. More likely, the New York Jets make the Super Bowl or the New England Patriots make the playoffs? Uh, New England Patriots make the playoffs. Yeah, you already picked the Patriots. I already picked the them to make the playoffs. So, so you're giving the Jets no shot to make the Super Bowl? No. None. None. Okay. Interesting. Even with all the hype. Even with even the Aaron Rodgers train. Okay. All the hype and none of the line. Okay. All right. Patriots make the playoffs. More likely. Okay. Yep. All right. What do you got? All right. Uh, where is it? Um, is it more likely that Kyle Schwarber hits 50 home runs, he's got 41, or... 200 strikeouts. He's got 177. <laughs> what is more likely? Strikeouts. So you don't think he's going to get nine strikeouts before 20? I mean, nine home runs. runs. I will say this. It's a, strike, it's a strikeout league, and most of these guys are trying to hit bombs, so they tend to strike out more than they do hit home runs. Otherwise, you would see guys hitting 200-plus home runs, but they'll strike out 200-plus times. And not hit fifty home runs, so I, I could see I could see it going strikeout more than than right. hitting the home runs. All right, that's Kyle Swaber, what a big loss by the Sox! That was a big oh loss. Oh my god! And yeah. James got the Pats more likely to make the playoffs than the Jets go to Super Bowl as well. Kyle Schwaber more likely to hit fifty or strike out two hundred times. If you guys want to chime in on that as well, my second Ron, what is more likely? LeBron James retires after the season, or the Lakers make it to the finals. LeBron James retires. So you that think he could play way. next year in that or this season coming and that's it? Yeah. Done. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. I don't. I, what especially, happened to playing with Bronny? Yeah, but especially with his situation, because if he can't play again. You know, after, you know, not doing very well and, you know, passing out and we'll just yeah. say almost dying. Yeah. You yeah, know, they might, up. he might not have a career. I don't know if I'm an NBA team and I want to take a chance on that. Oh, Hamlin so came back. That might right, not because, ever happen. Yeah. Hamlin came back. I, you know what I mean? Again, you, you, you look at some of that stuff. Saying. James got the Lakers to make the finals more likely than LeBron <laughs> retiring after the season. So interesting. Interesting. Like I, right. I, I agree with with what James just said. He's got two more left. I agree with that. Like I think he has two left in him, but I, I don't think I don't think he could. I don't think they're going to make the finals. And and he. But you're saying he's more likely to retire this upcoming season yeah, than them even than making the, the finals. finals. Okay. Yeah. All right. What do you At got for your At least right now with what I see of their roster. Okay. At least right now. What do you got? Your second split All decision. Right. My second. You're going to like this one. Is it more likely that the Chargers 
win the AFC or that the Chiefs miss the playoffs? Oof. Because they're both tough. Chargers winning the entire AFC, so winning the AFC championship. The AFC West. The West. So the they would West. have to beat out Kansas City. I gotcha. And or the, the Chiefs other one is if the Chiefs even don't even make the playoffs. playoffs. I think more likely that the Chargers win the West. The Chargers, it, again, health matters. But right yep. now we already know Kansas City's hurt. The, yep. the Chargers are healthy. And they're loaded. They've got talent. Yes. I think if they can keep it all together, I love the Kellen Moore pickup the, as the offensive coordinator. I think right. they're going to be a high-flying offense. They've got a good defense. I could see them winning the West. Casey yeah. missed the playoffs, more likely. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, so more likely the charges, but that's a very good one, though. That's a that's a very yeah, interesting a one. one. That was a good one. That's a great segment. I love this segment. I love the segment because it, it makes you really think, think about, about yeah, you know, the scenarios that could happen and all of these things, you know, they could happen. Like, I mean, there's going to be a point in time where the, the Chiefs don't win the West, right? Yeah. And this could be the yeah, this could this be the could taking be it because that that receiving core did not look yeah, good. Yeah. And the charges are loaded, man. They really are. They really yeah. are. They can put it together. Can put it together. Ron, we're going to talk some NHL. Ottawa Senators signed defenseman Jake Sanderson to an eight-year deal. Was he worth the contract? Wow, that's so, that's so difficult because when you when you start giving these young players now, he just had one year. Yeah, he's twenty-one years old. You he know, played one season. He played one season, and you're banking on this guy to be the guy. We may get banned, but Kenny just things that make you go, hmm. Yeah. Fancy music factory. Right? That's it. We probably um, just got a strike. Look, I mean, yeah. It's so tough to judge, right? It's tough to judge talent and project. But they're projecting this guy to improve from that four goals, 28 assists, and a minus six. They're yeah. projecting him to be basically a contender for the Norris trophy. That's basically when you give a contract like that, that's basically what you're saying. You're, you're banking on this guy to be that kind of a player. Now, is he going to be as good as an Adam Fox or something like that? I don't know, but if he does, I, I mean, you have to, you have to sign him. You can't just let him get away. But eight eight years. But what eight if eight years? Yeah, eight hundred and uh, I'm not sure. I eight point zero five million per season. Yeah, on a kid that's played one year. Yeah, I mean he was the number five number five pick overall in the 2020 NHL draft. I'm yep. not saying, and they, and they're building a young team, and it looks like a lot of these players they want to keep around for a few years to see if they gel and, and can mesh into a a championship team. But again, I mean, they were last year at 39, 35, and eight. Not a horrible season, 86, sixth in the Atlantic Division. So again, they, there's they something there. Yeah, there's something there. So maybe it, it makes sense. But to your point, to invest so much so early, could they have not signed a, a lesser deal? Like, or does it have to be this kind of deal? I don't know. And it, it makes you wonder. Like where the NHL is going with all these salaries too, because like it's getting out of hand there as well. And I'm looking at it, it's like Ottawa hasn't won anything. Yeah. They haven't won anything. 
the players have not, you know, played so well that you have to sign them, right? And yet here we are. We're talking about contracts that, like, Tampa Bay was giving out after all their success, right? And I can understand Tampa Bay doing it. You, you win you know, some cups, You yeah. go with the guys that have gotten you there, right, and have done it. But they haven't won anything. They haven't even been able to make the playoffs. And do I want to invest $64, $65 million in players that have played one season? I'm not sure I do that. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. We'll, we'll see if this comes back to bite them. But that, that, that it's, it's curious, uh, you know, situation because you just don't understand it. It just doesn't logic doesn't make sense on this one. And, you could have probably signed him for two, three years, see if right. the kid really started pan out, and then and give him to a big top deal. It all off, Eric, they gave up on Debrinket. You know, it's like they traded pieces away, and I'm like. Well, what do you expect this kid to do? He, how can he improve next year yeah. if you're just going to now sell off it's all the no other players assets? Around him. No players around him. Whew. All begging right, my friend. Trouble. Begging. Begging for trouble. Hey, it's pick and roll time. We're going to have a little fun with this one. It's time for pick and roll. All right, my friend. Tonight's pick and roll are... 36 years ago, 1987, all these can all these players in the American League were MVP candidates. Uh, George Bell actually won it uh, that season, uh, but he is obviously on the list. So the 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 seven players we're gonna rank tonight: George Bell, Alan Trammell, Kirby Puckett, Dwight Evans, Paul Molitor, Mark McGuire, and Don Mattingly. And we're gonna rank list. and we're gonna rank them from seven to one. And I struggled with this list. Um, I bounced back and forth on a couple of guys and got, started moving. And then uh, what was I, more important to me? So I think we're going to have some fun with this one tonight. So I'll start us off at number seven. Crazy to think about. Mark McGuire, out of the seven of these guys, 263 batting average, 1,626 hits, 583 home runs, 1,167 runs, 1,414 RBIs, 12, sto 12 stolen bases. I mean, he was a burner on the pads. 12-time All-Star Rookie of the Year, uh, a three-time uh, Silver Slugger, one-time Gold Glove, one World Champion. But that 263 batting average kind of threw me for a loop. I, I just didn't like it. And only one Gold Glove. At six, the winner of the MVP that year, um, I went with George Bell. And a 278 batting average, 1,702 hits, 265 home runs. 814 runs, 1,002 RBIs, 67 stolen bases, three-time All-Star, three Silver Sluggers, one Major League Baseball Player of the Year, one MVP, obviously that year. This is where I, it hurt my feelings a little bit because this man should be in the Hall of Fame. I don't care what people say, but Don Mattingly, I went at five. 307 batting average, 2,153 hits, 222 home runs, 1,007 runs, 1,099 RBIs for his career, 14 stolen bases. None of these guys were really very fast, one of them. Six-time All-Star, nine gold gloves, three silver sluggers, a batting title, a Major League Baseball Player of the Year, and an MVP. I don't understand why this man's not in the Hall of Fame, but that's neither here nor there. These writers, phenomenal job. At four, and this is what hurt even more, I put Dwight Evans ahead of Don Mattingly. Dwight Evans, though, 
if you look at his numbers, I mean, really solid. I mean, granted, a batting average was less at 272, but 2,446. Chakra, thanks for subscribing. Appreciate that. Uh, 2,446 hits, 385 home runs, 1,470 runs. 1384 RBI, so all more than um, Don Mattingly had. 78 stolen bases, three time All Star, eight gold gloves, so one less than Don Mattingly, two silver sluggers. Just never had the MVP or the batting title. But again, I, I looked at the, he had over almost 300 more hits, 170 more home runs. Uh, you know what I mean? So he dominated uh, from a statistical standpoint over Don Mattingly. At three, Alan Trammell which surprised me, 285, 2,365 hits, 185 home runs, 1,231 runs, 1,003 RBIs, 236 stolen bases, six-time All-Star, four-time Gold Glove, three-time Silver Slugger. He was a World Series champion. And, Ron, this is where you're starting with your mindset when we talked about the centers. He was a world, the World Series MVP. So not only when he did get to that game, he was the best player and helped them win that series. So I, I, I put that as a, as a, as a win for him at two. I went Kirby Puckett 318, a point three, a three, one, eight batting average. That's phenomenal. 2,304 hits, 207 home runs, 1,071 runs, 1,085 RBIs, 134 stolen bases. He was a 10 time all-star. Six-time gold gloves, six-time silver slugger. He won a batting title. He was the ALCS MVP, and he won two World Series championships. But Paul Molitor's numbers, 306, 3,319 hits, 284 home runs, 1,782 runs, 1,307 RBIs, 504 stolen bases, seven-time All-Star, four-time silver slugger, one-time World Series MVP, obviously, and one championship. I went Paul Molitor, 3,319 hits. Very impressive. It's a pretty good list. And and I can see ours are kind of like mixed up in there, in that and, middle section, yeah. because there was a lot of guys that could have flip-flopped in yeah, there. And absolutely. I want to point out Don Manley, Dwight Evans, Alan Trammell, were those guys that you could just flip flop? Absolutely, you that's could, what I you said. You could actually make a case for any one of them to be higher or lower in yep. that order. Agreed. Um, so I, I actually put George Bell at number seven. Wow, the, guy, the, the guy that won it. <laughs> the guy yeah. that won it. I put him at number uh, seven. That's funny. Because frankly, I don't think any of her of his numbers were all that spectacular. I mean, yeah, two seventy. Batting average, pretty good. 265 home runs, pretty good. Only 1,700 hits, yeah. you know, and, and, you know, he was good for a few years. But I don't know. They're just like those no, – none of those numbers really wow me. So I put him at number seven, and it was tough because I really wanted to put Mark McGuire last. I know. I know how you feel about McGuire. Because, I mean, he's a steroid guy. But and and I know you you hated to see that two sixty three number, but if you're gonna bat two sixty three and put five hundred and eighty three home runs on the board, when you did hit, you, hit. you take it, right? <laughs> yeah. But I don't like the way he did it. Yeah, I gotcha. And that's why he's at number six. He might have been a little higher, 
Maybe. I'm not sure. Because most of these other guys are so good defensively yeah. that it's almost impossible to put them ahead of anybody else. Agreed. Um, number five, I put Alan Trammell. I know you had him at number three. That's yeah, why I, I couldn't. Three, four, five could have been flip-flop. Yeah. But I look at it, Alan Trammell had less hits than Don Mattingly and Dwight Evans. His batting average was right smack in the middle of both, you know, and uh, 1,200 runs, 1,000 RBIs. Those are great numbers. Look, I love Alan Trammell as a player. Always did. And, uh, you know, he had that World Series. Um, but it just wasn't enough. And I put Don Mattingly at number four, and you should be ashamed of yourself as a Yankee fan. I know, buddy. I know. It, it hurt me. It stung. It stung a little bit. Um, I I actually like Don Mattingly as a baseball player. Um, again, you know, I don't like too many Yankees in history. He was one that he didn't have a problem with. I always felt that he was overrated at one point, but when you look at the numbers, 307 batting average doesn't lie. Okay, and those nine gold gloves don't lie, mm -hmm. you know, and when you start looking at that, like he was a leader on this team, you know, and and I just got a new found respect after looking at these numbers, comparing them to who is my favorite player of all time, Dwight Evans. And yes, I'm not I, I'd like it's like that in hockey, too. My favorite player was Terry O'Reilly. Nothing great. Right. Just a tough guy. But Dwight Evans just did his job so consistently, game in, game out, played a hell of a right field, a right field that is not easy to play in Fenway Park, by the way. Mm -hmm. You know, and um, it, it, he was just solid. And there's one stat that has never come up in anybody's conversation about the 80s. Do you know that Dwight Evans – is the all-time leader in the 1980s for total bases. Wow. There's a stat, huh? Right? Like, And you look at Dwight Evans. I, I circle all the ones that, that lead in each category. Doesn't lead in any of these categories. None of them. But all he did is put up 2,400 hits, you know, second on the list. 385 home runs, second on the list. 272 272 batting average not not even close he's at the bottom of that list right but 272 is still a good average mm -hmm. it's an average average it's an average it's very good but 1400 runs 1300 rbis i mean eight gold gloves yeah i mean this guy could play the game just as well as anybody and um, I went with him number three. Yeah, I could see it. You had it right. Kirby Puckett number two. I mean, they're they're far and above. Yeah. In my book. Puckett, yeah, far and, and above. And Molotov. You know? yeah. I mean, what he brought to the table, uh, I mean, he was a great player. And yeah. you look at him, it's like, how is he this good? Exactly, right? He wasn't built like a... Like a Cooney Gwynn, right? Yeah, you look yeah. at him, it's like, how is he this good? They get it done, right? And then, of course, number one, Paul Molitor, way past everybody in this list. Way past. Yeah. Only guy with 3,000-plus hits. Yeah, 500 you know, stolen 1700 bases. 1,700 runs, 1,300 RBIs, 500 yeah. stolen bases. The guy could run. Yeah, nobody did it better. 
on this list. Now, great list, great, great amount, great players. If you really look at it, though, oh, absolutely. I mean, they, they all, they all, you know, and again, get Don Malling in the Hall of Fame, please. Baseball writers, what are you doing? All right, my friend. Too many Yankees in there. No, there's they have too many Yankees. retired numbers. There's never enough Yankees. They don't have to retire the number. It's prediction time, and uh, let's look at last week's performance. James right, Kennedy is still enough. on. We're gonna hide those numbers right there. Three and four for the three of us. Kenny didn't do the NASCAR, but you guys did pick the NASCAR winner last week. So great job, great job. Yes, thank you, Kate. thank you, James and uh, and Ron. You guys picked it, so very good. So not now we're gonna do it second week. Can you do it again? We've got like 16 weeks left, Ron. Yeah, I know. I'm going to get fast. going, huh? It's kind of insane. Kind of insane. Um, but we are going to do our predictions this week and see where we're at. And uh, we start off with a 9-11 tragedy in our country. But uh, again, uh, Atlanta Braves at the Philadelphia Phillies. Uh, three games set. We just talked about the Braves, what they are. I'm, I, there's no way I wasn't picking Atlanta in this. Yeah, I, I wasn't going against them. But look, they win two out of every three games. So here we are going against the Phillies. They win two out of three games. <laughs> Absolutely. Anybody uh, out there still want to pick? Uh, we got the Braves at the Phillies. Oh, they picked those came in quick. James and Kenny both have Atlanta. So we all picked the same. Yeah. All right. 9-10, Ron. You got the Washington Mystics at the New York Liberty. This is the, the last game of the year uh, before the playoffs. Yeah. They're in the playoffs. Yeah. Um, so I'm a little concerned about this one. It might sit some, some players. It might yeah, sit the somebody, but I'm going to go Liberty. They're at home. Yeah, I'm, I think I, I, I agreed with you there. I didn't even think about that factor, but I went Liberty. Chakra went Braves as well. Chakra and chiming in. Good job. Thank you, Chakra. Oh, and and Chakra, thank you so much for that uh, that resubscribing. Um, everybody should get out there and subscribe as well. Um, Kenny look, went Mystic. Uh, James and Chakra went. He's been he's been a loyal fan for for the whole way, the whole yeah, way. Absolutely, Chakra. Thank you so much for that. Follow him on Twitch. If you're on absolutely. Twitch, Chakra underscore Power. Play some great games. Video games, yeah, a lot of ton, ton of video games. Uh, Kenny and James, you guys have been awesome as well. Thank you, thank you. All right, guess what, Ron? We've got some football picks here. NFL football kickoff Sunday, nine ten. We got the Philadelphia Eagles at the New England Patriots. I think every year last year, every pick last year, I didn't pick the Patriots. And I'm going to continue to trend. I went Philadelphia here. Oh, I went Philadelphia too. I, I I'm actually frightened of this game because um, it's they're gonna it, they're gonna be able to expose everything that the Patriots are weak in. Look, Patriots don't have an offensive line, right? That we know. What of. do they do best? Pass rush. Sack. Yep. Right. Yep. Led the league in sacks last year. Correct. Yes. 70, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, sir. Yes. I'm scared. I I fear for Mac. <laughs> Poor Mac. Chakra, you got a guess here? Philadelphia Eagles at the New England Patriots. James went Eagles. Kenny went Pats. He's staying with his Homer. 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 Oh, Patriot. Look at Chakra. Okay. 
All right. Ron. I hope I'm wrong. 9-10 Sunday night game. Dallas Cowboys at the New York Giants. Okay. Look, I said it was a fluke last year for the Giants, right? So I'm going Dallas, and I'm going Dallas big. Big win. Big. Lots of points. Okay. All right. I don't know about lots of points, but I'm definitely going Dallas. Um, I just think the Giants will come back 24 to 3. James even putting a score up there, James. If you get the score right, I'll give you an extra win. I don't think it. I don't think it. Yeah, he's, he's pretty close to what I think. 24 3. Dem boys. To seven. Kenny went with Dem boys. Dem boys. Chakra, what do you got? Dallas Cowboys at the New York Giants. New York football giants. Giants just cuz. <laughs> hey, if he gets that win, though, that's that. I'll take losses. That's it. <laughs> All right. Uh 9-11 as well. A Monday night football. You got the Buffalo Bills at the New York Jets. Who's for real here? Are the Bills still one of the best teams in the AFC or it's Aaron Rodgers the key? I'm going with Buffalo here. I think they're gonna want to prove a point that they're still kings of the AFC East right now. I went Buffalo as well. Um, I just think they're better. Oh, James, James went Jets. I, I, I just think the Jets, the Jets just need time. Yeah, they got a gel. They don't know what they got yet, so I don't think they're going to come out and be able to win this game. I think it's going to take a couple of weeks to gel. And okay. after this game, they can go back to the drawing board and they can take a look at what they need to improve on. And then they'll go out there next week, uh, you know, against uh, who are they playing next week, Eric? Um, the Giants, aren't they? No, they're playing the oh, Dallas, Dallas Cowboys. Dallas, and yeah. then they'll, they'll lose to the Dallas Cowboys too. All right. We'll see. All right. Uh September 10th, we got the Hollywood Casino 400. That's uh, Kansas Speedway. Uh, we need to pick a top five drive. Obviously, you and uh, James last week picked the winner. Very yes. nice. So I'm trying to get my second winner in a row. All right. Never been done. Never, Never been done. Who do you got? I'm going Denny Hamlin. Denny Hamlin. One of the, one of the better drivers this year. Um, I believe he's had I, I believe he's had twelve top ten finishes and I believe nine top five. Okay. So All I'm right. going with those numbers and I like those numbers and I think he's gonna get in there again. Yeah, I picked the guy that finishes in the top five pretty consistently uh in Kansas, and that was Kevin Harvick. I went Kevin Harvick. Chase Elliott. All right, we'll see if one of you guys can get back to back wins here. Um, and then we got some college football, Ron. September 9th, you got the number Wait, 11. Why are we not doing Nebraska at Colorado? <laughs> I, I was thinking about everybody's hyping it up. I want to see. I don't know. Well, let's wait. Let's wait to let's. I, I love Dion. Guys. Well, last, pick. Uh, last pick will be, uh, unless Chakra, you do um, NASCAR. NASCAR. If you have a NASCAR. You'd pick, I'd pick Colorado. Do you want to do it? We can do it. Nebraska at Colorado. We'll throw it in there. Oh, well, that's uh, everybody's going to take Colorado. They're going to score like 60 points at Colorado. 
All right. James has Colorado. I think they're number 22 Colorado right now. Number 22 Colorado. Uh, Ron, do you they're have a beating a top 10? Oh, was no, they were 15th, was it? Maybe they were 15th. I don't remember. Yeah, they were, I think, 11th. TC, yeah, whatever. Whatever. They, but they were it's a joke. I think they were ranked high. I'm going Colorado as well. Yeah. I think we're all going Colorado. WY. I don't know what that is. Colorado Chakra. He's I think he's asking why are we doing this game? Why? I don't know, because James asked. James wants it. James picked Colorado. We threw it in there. Kenny, pick make a pick, Kenny. Just pick being so difficult. Nebraska. We know you want Nebraska. We know you want Nebraska. At Colorado. Kenny. Who do you got, Kenny? It's all hinged on you right now. Yeah. We get it. He's not going to pick. He's not going to pick. No, he's not going to pick. Kenny, wake up, buddy. All right, let's go with the other game that we were going to put out there, and that's number 11, Texas Longhorns at number three. Kenny went Nebraska. He I knew he was going Nebraska. I knew it. He don't believe in prime. Come on. Um, number 11, Texas Longhorns at number three, Alabama Crimson Tide. Yeah, I'm going Alabama at number th with the, being the number three team at home. Uh, yeah, no. Yeah, number look, I, 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 st I still don't think Texas for real. I think they've got still some questions. We know what Alabama is. Even with a new quarterback, you still yeah. see that they've, they've got enough dominance. Bama, James. Even Forrest Gump goes to Alabama. He did, yes. <laughs> Very good, Ron. Very good. Uh, it's Kenny, a sweet home. He just doesn't care about his record anymore. I think Kenny, Kenny Kenny wants to get back to 500. He's, yeah, he's just trying to pick, go the opposite direction now. He's trying to gain wins, but like some of them clear cut. Chakra, who do you got? Texas Longhorns or Alabama Crimson Tide? Kenny, Kenny, Nebraska. I didn't even realize. You know who coaches Nebraska? Who? Chakra Alabama. I got it. Chakra, thank you. Our old friend there, Matt Rule. Oh. Carolina Panther is the Nebraska head coach now. Oh, he's going to get spanked. So he might like that, though. He might. He may like that. Ron, there's so many different ways that you can follow us, share our Bro. show. I mean, we've been running that ticker. We're on every social media platform you could think of at this point, including now on Kick. But if you could tell the wonderful fans out there how they could sponsor this great show, I'd greatly appreciate it. For all you wonderful fans, it's easy. Just send us an email at ribroadcasting.media at gmail.com, like it says down there somewhere. Yeah, you got it right there. Send a, send us send us an email. We'll send you out all the information you need to know. But there's one thing that you need to know is that it costs less than going to your coffee shop and buying a large coffee and a chocolate donut. And that could help us pay the bills, keep these lights on, or make them even stronger. Yeah, you absolutely. Know? Look, we could we could use the 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 funds to improve equipment. To just keep these shows going, and uh, so that way you can all enjoy, you know, us because we're so yes. good, we we're so pleasant to watch, we are, and we listen are. to. 
<laughs> we and, are. And look, I mean, you guys get to have your own media to express your feelings as well in sports. And we like that because that makes the show go better. And we like the interaction. So if you don't want to sponsor the show, you can easily help just by donating bits or or stars. You know, Facebook, we we don't get a lot of people donating the stars on Facebook, but we should. We should. Come on. So if you're we out there live, it. join in, chime in. You know what? Follow, share us, donate bits, stars. Do all you can to help continue sports, sports unfolded. Uh, we did Tuesday have our NFL preview show. Check that out. It's on oh, the, it's on it's our pages as well. Big Dog was in the house for that as well. Ron, normally how we end our show, we do our final thoughts. Our final thoughts can be about anything going on in the world today. It doesn't necessarily have to be sports related. But uh, again, it usually is. But we we sometimes you know go off a, a kilter and do something different. But at my my two are both about sports. First foremost, I wanted my, and somebody had called, one of my buddies had called me earlier today and told me about Aaron Judge. Aaron Judge, I guess, went out and talked to the media about how he wants, or he believes the Yankees should keep Aaron Boone. He's the right manager to help them win. I am tired of these players wanting the, the easy way out, the guys that are just going to, you know, sit back, not say a word, not challenge them, not make them tougher. I am disgusted with the fact that Aaron Judge thinks that this is a good move, which just shows me that you're not in it to win it. You don't care about a championship. You are part of a participation trophy generation that all you care about is that you show up every every night. And even you don't even do that most of the time. I think players should just keep them out shut. Whatever the organization decides in the direction they go, let them go that route. Don't try to sway them one way because you're the top player on the team and you feel like if I say it, then they have to do it. If Aaron Boone is not the, the right fit because he can't win a championship, then he needs to go. It's not a guy that just makes you feel comfortable when you're in the dugout and yeah. you strike out and he comes back and says, well, get him next time, kid. You, at least you tried. How about trying to hit a home run? How about trying to win a game? That's my first. Secondly, I just wanted to chime in. Oh, stop it. 19-year-old <laughs> Coco Goff in the U.S. Open Finals. Check her out. This girl is the next big star in women's tennis. She's and we're, good. we're getting to what witness it. Listen, we, we were lucky and blessed to have Serena Williams and what she was. This girl could be the same. She could be that good. Check her out. 19 years old. And she's in the U.S. Open Finals. Check that. that watch that match. Gonna it's going to be exciting. It's going to be exciting. But those are my final thoughts, Ron. Yes. And... Um, to, to touch base on yours, um, they should fire Aaron Boone, and I'm not a Yankee fan. I just think he's horrible. Yeah. Um, but maybe, maybe with any luck, he'll hang out with Alex Cora, and they can go off to the sunset together. Yeah. Because I mean, it's not even it's not even it hasn't even been fun seeing Yankees Red Sox at all. Yeah, and I think that this week I didn't even I watched it. one game. I didn't year. even put it on this this uh, prediction because it's like why bother? Yeah, no, it, it it was you know it's terrible baseball. It's terrible baseball on both teams. So please clean house. Both teams clean house from top to the coach. Clean house because we need Red Sox Yankees back. Yeah. 
Um, my 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 final thought. Almost forget what it was. Um, <laughs> my final thought is this whole situation with Julio Urias. Um, really, this is the second time, right? Second time arrested for this crap. Um, this guy should never be allowed back in baseball because there is no room for somebody that's going to be such a coward and do this to to anyone, let alone just a female, right? You know, you know, I would love to see this guy do that to say, oh, I don't know, um, somebody on the Dodgers team, maybe like a Mookie Betts. I'd love to see him try to pull that with a Mookie, you know, or anybody on the team because he, he wouldn't last very long. Um, but you're a coward for doing what you did in – a stadium, <laughs> you know, with all these people watching. So you have to put on a big show and, and beat on a female, which is just nothing short of a scumbag. Our dirtbag of the week, of course. Uh, there's always a plenty of those. But, yeah. you know, um, I, I, I don't like you. <laughs> and I hope you rot somewhere in a ditch, to be honest with you. Um, but you know, you'll get what's coming. I'm sure. I'm sure yeah. baseball will take care of it. I think. Yeah. And we saw that Trevor Bauer, I mean, he pretty much he's done in, right. in major league baseball. So we'll see if it goes the same route, but great final thoughts, my friend. I appreciate your time tonight. Everybody that joined us live chakra, James, Kenny, you guys were amazing tonight. Thank you so much for the Absolutely. participation. We love it. Next week's show. Little surprise, Eric will not be here, but the big dog will be filling in next week for me on Sports Info because we don't. Wait, is he hosting? You're hosting. I don't think he's hosting. Great. Thank you, James. Maybe throw a three pie. You get James on it. Uh, but we, let's have some fun next week, guys. I'll be watching. I will t I make sure these eyes will still be watching. So you guys behave next week. Enjoy the show next week without me. And uh, Ron, I'll see you in two weeks. All maybe, I maybe maybe I'll take some time off. Well, what to. the hell? You need to. When all is my vacation? <laughs> all we ever ask for every single week is peace on earth. All right. Have a great night, everybody. <laughs>